Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. It is a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys, presented by our good friends and our sponsors on Fridays, Boston Hemp, Inc. Uh, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Friday card. Black Friday, also known as the day after Thanksgiving. We hope you all survived, uh, got through uh, all your uh, turkey tryptophan fits late last night, and are ready to go for a huge, huge slate of NHL action today. Uh, It is packed with games we're talking 15 on the nhl slate all but two nhl teams in action here on this friday uh just like wednesday huge card a a pretty solid card i actually thought wednesday was a stronger one as far as betting opportunities but there's still some good ones lots to to get into alex fired up to talk about this huge card i'm sure oh absolutely i mean this is a you know a lot of fun this many day games you know I'm, i'm the first person to say i don't really like betting day games i don't really care about watching day games no this is one of those times of the year where it's like oh everybody playing it's like what half the league's playing you know at 2 30 central or earlier that's awesome because now it gives you kind of time to also split and you know i don't have to do all of my work necessarily or have everything finalized for the night I can have a whole card in the day and then a second card essentially at night. So from a betting standpoint, I kind of like this kind of breakup for this. There we go. There we go. Unmute. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. It's definitely uh, good to see the Thursday in between where you have nothing and you got that time to catch your breath from Wednesday and yeah. basically get ready for Friday. Could you imagine if they did these two days back to back Wednesday the 14 games and Thursday, 15 yeah. games. If they did something like that, yeah, that would be a, a lot. And tomorrow, oh, we're going to have that tomorrow. Tomorrow's well, tomorrow's yeah. not bad actually. Tomorrow's eight games. That's that's team for that's a, a light set. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we got lucky with that. Yeah, because it could have easily been 14, 15. You could just had everybody playing a back to back. You know, and it'd yeah. been like another 12 games. So yeah, so they did kind of take it easy on everybody. <laughs> No, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So yeah, eight games tomorrow. That is light for a Saturday. We do want to remind everybody our monthly bet cast, which is free, open to everybody, is next Tuesday. Reminder, it's right around the corner. We're looking forward to it. November 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a really great slate. If you look ahead, there's some great matchups on that Tuesday night card. And we'll be on for probably the whole thing. We'll go right into the late games as well uh, on Tuesday night. So it'll be, and hopefully this damn little bug that I'm dealing with right now is gone uh, by uh, next Tuesday as well. So uh, looking forward to that. And again, uh, everyone uh, able to uh, join us for that, the uh, Ice Guys uh, Betcast next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, we got a huge slate. Let's dive right into it. And we will begin with the New York Rangers and Philadelphia Flyers. Rangers minus 140 road favorites, six being the total here, shaded uh, to the under. Uh, the Rangers with a um, workmanlike road win, I guess you could say, against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. How about Jonathan Quick? turning back time uh, and notching the shutout in that victory over the Penguins. He's played great. Go look at uh, Jonathan Quick's numbers. Very, very impressive uh, so far uh, this year. So the fact that Peter Laviolette now has two goalies for him that are playing well, it's a nice luxury to have. Uh, They will go back to Igor Shesterkin, who's kind of been battling an illness himself, but it looks like he's good to go. Carter Hart will get the nod in goal for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, who uh, fell 3-2 to the New York Islanders in their last game, snapped their uh, win streak. Uh, 
Um, so we'll see if they can bounce back in this one. Uh, I certainly think this number's a little bit cheap on the Rangers here. Uh, minus 140. I think I'll grab just a tiny piece of the Rangers here. But I like the draw here uh, even more than that. Uh, if you actually look, Rangers and Flyers, close games, competitive games. In fact, three of the last five meetings with the Rangers and the Flyers have gone past regulation. Last time they played here in Philly back in March, it was a 3-2 win in overtime uh, for the New York Rangers. I expect, uh, you know, both teams to be, you know, pretty good, uh, you know, fired up for this game. Philly off a loss. Expect the Rangers, who have been playing excellent hockey all year, to be solid as well. They get Shesterkin back. Uh, Hart, historically, as we know, has played better at home uh, than he has on the road. So I think he gives the Flyers a puncher's chance to stay competitive here in this game. So I like the draw. Smaller bet on the Rangers, but I like the draw especially. Plus 350 here uh, with Rangers and Flyers. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? New York, Philly. Yeah, you mentioned three out of five going past regulation. So I took a small shot with this, and it was like I said, huge card. There's a lot of things, and I'm only going to dabble maybe a half unit or even just completely pass or look for live. That's the only thing I like here. As far as the side, I would lean slightly with the Rangers. Like I said, 140, you'd have to lay it, obviously, because we feel like it's going to go past regulation. So if you really like Rangers, yeah, go on and, and lay that 140. But uh, I think this could be kind of a tight game. So uh, a small shot for uh, Alex here on the draw as well uh, in this one. There's not really much that stands out as far as uh, player props go for me in this game, just because I actually do think I lean under. I think it's probably going to be a little bit of a tighter, lower scoring affair. But I'm always interested in Lafreniere uh, for the uh, Rangers, just because, you know, he's been undervalued. He got a goal in their last game as well. Uh, Kapo Kakinen, it's true. You're the other predominant first round pick of theirs. You know, we're waiting for him to get going. He scored a couple games ago. Uh, but uh, and then on the Philadelphia side, you know, you've really got to start with Owen Tippett, who has gotten, uh, you know, five, six points in the last five games and three goals. So he's been the catalyst for sure for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, as of late. All right. Detroit, Boston. We've got Boston minus 200 home favorite, six the total. Rod, nothing here for me, side or total. I don't love this situation for Boston when they're coming off two intense games against Tampa and Florida back to back. You knew the Panthers game that was physical. That was nasty. There was a couple fights in that game, a big win for Boston. They don't like Florida. Why would they? The team that bounced them in the playoffs last year in the first round. Now you come back home. I do worry about just a little bit, you know, that they're maybe not at their best, not at their most locked in for this game, but at the same time, go and look at Detroit's, recent history at TD Garden. It's not pretty. It's not good at all. I can't even remember the last time Detroit won uh, in Boston. So I don't trust the Red Wings enough. I guess if I had to, I'd take the dog price before I take Boston, but not enough that I like it to pull the trigger here because Detroit has just had a miserable time uh, of it in Boston uh, over the years. So uh, it's a really a pass for me here in this game, except for player props where you know where we're going back to. It's our guy. It's Pavel Zaka. It's uh, just an incredible run that he's been on, no question, uh, with uh, two, three, four, five, six points in the last six games for the uh, Bruins and three goals during that span. So definitely liking that a little bit. Uh, what do you think here, Red Wings, Bruins, Alex? Yeah, I was mentioning it in the chat uh, earlier before we went on air, but I like Red Wings, Bruins. I like the first period over. I grabbed it this morning at $1.25 at Caesars. I'm seeing $1.30s, $1.40s. That's fine. Anything past $1.45, I, I would pass on that and just go strictly with the first 
period, both teams to score, which I also am endorsing. I got that plus 170. So liking that a little bit more than the first period over. And definitely, like I said, if you can't find that, uh, you know, kind of mid-range price, you, you get priced out at 145 or higher to stay with the both teams to score in the first. And Boston is showing that home dominance again, 7-0-1 this year for the uh, Boston Bruins uh, at home. So it's been a very impressive uh, start for them once again at uh, TD Garden. So tough to go against that team at home. That being said, it's a little bit of a tricky spot for them. But again, they're a veteran team. Even without Bergeron, there's still a lot of vets on this team. They've been through the ringer a lot. So they are still capable of pulling through. Let, wait, uh, no one quick, more quick thing too. Last win for Detroit uh, in Boston, November 24th, 2021. So two years ago. But before that, the last win at, at TD Garden was in 2014. Yeah, so few and far between. Yeah. I think it's about six or seven in a row entering today that Boston has won at home against uh, Detroit. So it's tough. Um, and again, Detroit was very impressive against New Jersey, but that's another issue I have with Detroit. They have not put two wins in a row together in quite some time, uh, the Red Wings. They'll be looking to change that today. All right, we go to the Windy City where it's chaos involving Alex's Chicago Blackhawks as they host the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto minus 170, road favorite, six and a half the total. Uh, in this one, not something I love doing routinely, but sometimes you got to pay a bigger price for a bet that you think makes, <laughs> excuse me, sense. Come on now, no coughing. We'll keep it together here. But uh, yeah, there's sometimes you have to pay up for uh, a bet that you think makes sense. I did take Toronto team total over three and a half here at minus 160. Again, minus 160 is not a great price, but I don't see how they don't get four goals uh Blackhawk defense is leaking again. That was terrible with the, the way they played uh, against Columbus. And plus, they've got Arvid Soderblom uh, back in a net for this game. And uh, we know he has definitely uh, fallen back after that decent start he had uh, the first couple of weeks, including a win against Toronto, where this guy played very well, believe it or not, against the Leafs. It was one of his better starts early in the year in Toronto. But that's still the only win he's had. So he's playing the only team that he's actually won as a starter. Uh, this year, one and six, 3.89 goals against 879 save percentage. You know, you got to believe Toronto's going to have a better go of it here against him in this game. They had two pretty strong spirited practices since getting back from Sweden. Uh, so it seems like they're focused on this game, especially with Chicago beating Toronto uh, earlier this season in October. So uh, I do think the Leafs win, but I prefer the team total. Certainly minus 160. I'd rather lay that than minus 270. Uh, so that's the approach for me, Toronto team total over three and a half. This could be one of those games, too. I, I, I was concerned about Lucas Raymond for Detroit coming back from Sweden, maybe, you know, having uh, some issues as far as, you know, the letdown spot after the big performances over in Sweden. But sure enough, the guy came back and he scored one of their goals. Nylander, you got to look at his over one and a half points. You just have to, regardless of where he's playing, when he's playing, what team he's playing. He has scored, he's got basically two or three points for the Leafs in four of his last five games. And you get plus money. We talk about, I talked the other day, I'm going to start looking at over one and a half points props more often. And there's someone I really, really like later uh, as far as over one and a half points props uh, in one of the later games on this card. But I would look at Nylander here, over one and a half points. Uh, and again, you get a nice plus money price uh, on that for him. Uh, and again, should be able to do uh, some damage uh, here in this matchup against the uh, Blackhawks. And again, that's over one and a half plus 110 uh, for that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the main one. Kurashev maybe for Chicago. He didn't score the other game. He's been better uh, lately. 
Bedard's always someone that you would think when he plays a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs Canadian team, you're going to want to see him put his best foot forward. But this Chicago situation, and I know Alex is going to talk about it more, it's bizarre. This cloak of secrecy going on about the status of Corey Perry. No one is divulging a thing about this, acting like it's the world's biggest secret. And I've heard a bunch of things. I've heard he's pissed off at the team and the management. I've heard they're pissed off at him, which is why Miss Brack didn't show up the other day. I'm hearing trade rumors, which is why they're opting to sit him out because he's involved in heavy trade discussions that he might be dealt somewhere very soon. So there's all kinds of potential reasons floating around based on what you hear as to why Corey Perry hasn't played the last couple of games and why he's gone MIA uh, from the team and why the team isn't saying shit about it. But it's all speculation at this point. No one's got concrete facts from anything I've heard. What do you think here, Alex, Toronto, Chicago? Yeah. So just we'll start off there with the, the Corey Perry situation. A couple of days ago, you saw him after practice signing every piece of memorabilia that some kid handed to him for about 45 minutes after practice. And then all of a sudden they go to Columbus and they say he's not available. It's an organizational decision uh, where, you know, he's a healthy scratch. And then they practice yesterday. Mum's the word. There's no sign of Morazic. So people are really thinking now kicking the tires on the trade. But that was just because Morazic was so tired from looking like shit in the last game. And then you had no Corey Perry. So Luke Richardson, mom's the word. You don't hear anything from Kyle Davidson. And I, I, I don't, I'm stunned by especially the beat writers for the Hawks who are saying, well, the Danny Wirtz promised all this transparency. Don't ever expect the Chicago Blackhawks organization to be fully transparent about anything ever. I, I don't understand why, why no one has learned this. I've been talking about this for the seven years. This program has been on. Anyone who knows me has heard me say this too. You're not going to get the full story ever from this team and this organization. This that's not going to, how it's going to happen. It has to leak out. So in due time, we'll find out what all is going on. But in the meantime, with the players they have here on top of now, not having Corey Perry, now not having Taylor Hall officially for the rest of the year. Uh, Andreas, I see you. All of the offense basically rests on Connor Bedard right now and that top line. And all these other guys are going to have to start stepping up if this team's going to score goals. That's going to take time. Maybe they can get it done against the Maple Leafs teams the first time back in, you know, uh, you know getting you know, their legs still under them from the Sweden trip. So maybe this is a, a, a kind of a dubious spot, especially playing the day game. Like I said, not often that there's a 1 o'clock start for the Hawks at home. Usually the Hawks used to be on the road for Black Friday for years and years. So there's going to be a lot of just just shuffling dynamics here to the point where I don't know what we're going to see throughout this contest. I think it's going to be varying. I like both teams to score in the first period, but I also would probably be taking a shot at a live under because I could see this thing just completely getting to a standstill, especially if Toronto jumps out to a 3-1 lead after 20 minutes. Where are the Hawks going to get the offense to try and come back and, and chip away? Right. At a lead, I don't know. And another thing you talked about was looking for a way to kind of fade the, the Hawks. You can look at Arvid Soderblom. This is at Betham GM. Goals against three and a half over 115. That's not bad. Because here's the thing. They're not going to pull him. Morazic got crushed, and then Soderblom had to come in. There's no way, barring an injury, that Morazic sees any time here. So if it's a, if it's a nine-goal game for Toronto, uh, Soderblom's giving up all nine or a little eight or however many. He's giving up a bunch of them. So I think that's your cheapest uh, way to kind of bet that team total with Leafs. So I'm going to go with that as well. Sortable, I'm giving up four goals at, at $1.15. That's a reasonable price along with both teams to score the first one. My goodness, that's an excellent find. I mean, that's just such a better price than minus. Like the team totals minus 160 for Toronto. And you can essentially bet what's almost a similar thing unless he gets pulled. And like Alex said, that's highly unlikely. 
he can bet basically the exact same thing over three and a half. His goals allowed at plus minus one fifteen. Look at the difference. Wow. Yeah, that, and I think you can't that. always you can't always jump on it because of the fact that yeah. you know you're worried about a goal a goalie getting pulled. You know, yeah. I, I, on on average, right? If, if everybody's rested, a goalie gives up two goals in in six shots, he's gone. So so you get screwed with that. So this is the only time you can really do that would be if there's an injury concern to a backup or a rest concern with the backup, and you know this guy's just got to got to eat all the all the minutes. That's the time to look at those goals against uh, Overbrook. You guys in the chat giving uh, Ice X grief. Ice X takes most of his picks are the ugliest dogs known to man. That's his style. That, that's the way it is. I mean, and, and he sinks or swims that way. I mean, that's just the way. Don't don't feel like it's a, a personal affront or anything with his uh, betting style. It's just what he does. He takes some ugly dogs sometimes, dogs that nobody wants, but that's the way it goes. Uh, sometimes that's sometimes people. Uh, approach yeah. things. I know people that approach things. They, they oh, try yeah. to make the case for the teams that no one in their right mind wants to bet right now. And uh, right Value now, Chicago is getting close to that. Well, it's right now they're in that territory, Chicago, because it's just a shit show off the ice right now with everything that's uh, going on. Plus, you got a Toronto team that already, like I said, lost to Chicago earlier this year. So you think there's definitely the right focus there as far as the uh, Leafs are concerned. Yeah, this Nylander point streak, I mean, that's incredible. 17 games to start the year with a point. I mean, that, that's why I like over one and a half points. He's almost a shoe-in to get one point, you know, which would improve the point streak to 18 uh, to start the season. All he needs is one more after that, you know, at plus 110. So that definitely makes some uh, sense there as far as I'm concerned with that. No question. All right, next up, we've got uh, Columbus and New Jersey. Uh, it is uh, New Jersey minus 250 home favorites, six and a half the total. Samsonov, by the way, is the goalie in that game for uh, Toronto. Uh, we don't have goalies confirmed yet for uh, Columbus, New Jersey. We have Merzlikens and Vanacek, but just projections with those two guys right now. Not a happy Lindy Ruff. Um, basically went to the uh, pointed comments about his team's performance and effort uh, against Detroit, and rightfully so. I mean, I watched, we were on the BetCast uh, for members the other night with that game. They were getting outworked, out-hustled, beating every loose puck uh, by the Detroit Red Wings, and Lindy Ruff definitely noticed that. Uh, in the uh, game against the uh, Red Wings uh, the other night. So uh, we'll definitely see uh, how he fares or how they fare in the bounce back. I really do think they'll play better here. Now, here's the conundrum for me. I normally like to back a team that's been on this brutal losing streak and they finally snap the losing streak. But how much credit can you give Columbus for the Chicago performance the other night? Because the Blackhawks were just hideous. The goaltending was hideous. And yeah, Columbus put up a big number. But can it really continue here against uh, a team that's better than them and a team that's probably angry and ornery coming into this game as the Devils, I expect, should be here in this game. So uh, I'm going to go with, and I don't do this enough, and I probably should bet it more, but when I like a bigger favorite, I don't always go to this well, but we're going to do the combo here. We're going to take New Jersey and over five and a half plus 100 uh, in this game. Really like that. I think they win this nice. game and obviously take them just to win with that combo. It doesn't matter. Margin doesn't matter. I think they'll find a way to win. I expect a great effort from the Devils. They know they need to be better. There was some talk, too, that Nico might be back for them uh, today, although that is not confirmed uh, as of yet. We won't know until the uh, pregame skate with that. But certainly that would be a big boost uh, for the Devils, no question. But I do like them to win the game and bounce back after a bad performance. So we'll go New Jersey and over five and a half because I like the over two, but be able to get that over down to five and a half uh, instead of six and a half. Yes, I really like that uh, as well. So devils and over five and a half plus 100 
uh, here for me. I'll have a smaller bet on over six and a half alone, but I like that combo more. I have more money on that. What do you think here, Alex? Jackets, Devils. Yeah, this is a pass for me, but that's probably the only thing I would even recommend. Like I said, that's this today's a good day for some of those bets too. Um, we didn't even talk about that uh, uh, for Wednesday, but that was that was a night to look at those too. When you see these big cards and certain things, especially if you like a lot of overs, yeah, yeah, you like a side, tie it in and, and grab. Even if you play that small, it doesn't have to be your your biggest uh, you know unit play on that game. But that's definitely something to kind of keep in pocket. So I might I might grab a little bit of that at even in the money, but uh, this game was kind of a pass for me. I would agree with that. I think this is a good Jack Hughes over one and a half points game, actually. Uh, if we're talking about the over one and a half points props, uh, I think for uh, Dougie Hamilton, too, I could see him actually getting a couple of points. New Jersey, Columbus allows a lot of shots from the point. A lot of defensemen, you know, get a lot of do a lot of damage against Columbus, at least have done uh, a lot of damage against Columbus so far this year. So Jack Hughes and uh, Doug, Dougie Hamilton, in my opinion, in this game are both uh, over one and a half points. Uh, candidates not to mention we've got a nice little pattern here he hasn't been held off the score sheet often he had no points against minnesota two points the next game he had no points against st louis two points the next game so that's been the pattern for jack hughes and jack hughes had no points against detroit obviously uh, they got shut out in that game so uh he's been good at getting over one and a half points uh after being blanked and held off the score sheet uh, in the previous game and then Dougie Hamilton, like I said, I think his point prop, you know, uh, over one and a half at the plus money might be uh, worth a look as well uh, here in this game for the uh, New Jersey side. And then, of course, I will probably stick uh, once again with uh, Dawson Mercer, second line center. Uh, he's another player I would expect bounce back from uh, after being quiet. The whole team was against Detroit. So a couple props that stand out. I think on the Columbus side, Marchenko heating up. This Voronkov, don't sleep on him, the rookie. He's he's playing well. Um, Lion A did score uh, in his first game after being benched, but it was one of those garbage-time goals when they were already up big against Chicago. I don't know if I put too much stock into that necessarily. We'll see if he can follow it up here uh, in a game that's probably going to be not quite – well, definitely won't be as easy for Columbus, no doubt. All right, Nashville and St. Louis, even money, minus 110, six the total. I, I can't explain why, but eight and two to the over in the 10 meetings recently with the Predators and the Blues, you would not necessarily expect that from these two teams, but that's exactly what we've gotten. Uh, and you look back last year, uh, the last two meetings, Predators and Blues, 5-2-6-1. Both of those games also uh, end up going over the total. So that's what I bet here, over six. Rely on the series history. It's eight and two in the last 10 meetings with these two teams. And they're actually scoring right now. Nashville has scored four goals in each of the last three games, all of them victories against Chicago, Colorado, and Calgary. St. Louis has scored nine in the last two games, so they've picked it up uh, offensively. And if you look at St. Louis at home, five goals against Tampa, six goals against Montreal, four against New Jersey. I mean, they've done a good job scoring here on their home ice where they played well. I would lean Nashville with the way they're playing, but the problem is we have a home road dichotomy situation here. St. Louis has been really good at home. Nashville hasn't been good on the road. I think St. Louis is six and one at home. Nashville is just two and six uh, on the road this season. Yeah, six and two for St. Louis at home, two and six for Nashville uh, on the road. So I lean Nashville, but I stay off the side because of that home road split. But I do like over six here. Alex, Predators, Blues. 
I love this first period over. I grabbed this I uh, one I and a half. Think it's a bit <laughs> right. Yeah, one and a half uh, minus 125. And here, there's two reasons for this. Of course, I've been riding Nashville in the street, 14 and 2 the first period over the last 16. But also, you look at St. Louis, four games now where they've had a goal in the first 10 minutes, 10 and 2 the last 12 with a goal in the first 10 minutes. So those are all numbers courtesy of Chris Otto. Thank you for that. Uh, this is a Tremendous spot, tremendous price. So that's the only thing I'm rolling with. First period over here, Preds and Blues. All right. Oh, first period over. And I, there's a first period over that I've got in mind later in the card where if, if Alex isn't on this first period over that's later in the card, I'll be shocked. I'll be completely stunned uh, if he's not on it. So uh, I'll bring it up when we get uh, to uh, that uh, game uh, later. But, uh, yeah, definitely um, as far as this game in terms of the uh, prop market, how about our guy Bobby Thomas? Uh, Robert Thomas, uh, why not? I mean, he scored the last game. We've talked about him for, feels like all season on this show, but he's just been uh, remarkably consistent as far as finding the uh, back of the net here for the uh, Nash, for the St. Louis Blues for Nashville. Uh, O'Reilly, O'Reilly to get a point, like he's on a, <laughs> excuse me, five-game point streak. Uh, so some kind of props for O'Reilly as far as points are concerned. Same thing with Nyquist, man. This guy's come out of nowhere and has gone on a six-game point streak, drinking from the uh, fountain of youth here. Uh, that whole line, and then you could throw Forsberg into the mix. Uh, he has got a boatload of points, nine uh, in the last uh, seven games for the uh, Predators. So that whole line is rolling right now. That's their top line, and they have been outstanding for Nashville. You wonder why a team has scored four goals in three straight games? Well, it's because the top line is just on fire. And believe it or not, we don't think of Nashville as – for the full season being this juggernaut offensively, but O'Reilly, Forsberg, and Nyquist right now, they are really getting the job done at this point in time for the uh, Nashville Predators. All right, next up, uh, everyone's favorite clown show and circus act uh, in the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers. Here they are, minus 140 now uh, as road favorites here against the Washington Capitals, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um. Yeah, you know, Washington is just one of those teams. I know it's just for me, both of these teams bother me. Edmonton's play defensively and their goaltending bothers me. It bothers me. Washington keeps winning these games where they're getting outplayed a little bit, but they just cannot do wrong. There's a little bit of a horseshoe up their keister uh, right now, the Washington Capitals during this win streak, but they're finding ways to win. I do have to give them credit for that. And I will not bet against Washington for at least today, uh, full game. I won't do it. I mean, I've banged my head against the wall a couple of times fading Washington during this win streak. The Buffalo loss was tough to take the other night because they had a 3-2 lead. They couldn't hold it. They had a bunch of chances in overtime. And then Washington scores in the final minute uh, of overtime. So, you know, Washington, they're playing well. I'll give them credit. And I don't trust Edmonton enough to lay minus 140 with them. But what I will do is I will take a small little piece of the Oilers here in the first period on the puck line because that price is just too good to pass up, in my opinion. Minus a half, plus 175 uh, with the Oilers' first period puck line. I do think in the first period, knowing how shit and pathetic that first period was against Carroll, that was a joke of a period. It was one of the most embarrassing defensive periods an NHL team will play the other night against Carolina. you got to think this team has a better 20 minutes in them to start the game tonight compared to that debacle in Raleigh uh, against Carolina the other night. So, Small shot. It's tough to say, yeah, let's have confidence with any bet involving Edmonton. But that first period puck line price is just too good to pass up something on it. 
So it's plus 175 for that Oilers first period puck line. But what I like even more than that, and you know what that is, over six and a half. You bet these damn Edmonton games over until they prove that they can defend, until they prove they can get a save uh, from Stuart Skinner or from anyone, Pickard, uh, me, pretty soon, if they keep uh, getting goaltending this bad. I mean, they might get that bad. They're calling on yours truly. Uh, but I'm telling you what, this Edmonton team, until they get any kind of semblance of D, it's over until that changes, especially if they're not going to adjust the total to seven. And this is a six and a half. I was surprised this was not seven with what we've seen from Edmonton, but over six and a half, minus 130 here uh, in this one, and a small shot on the Oilers puck line in the uh, first period. And it looks like as far as goaltending, I thought it was going to be um, Kemper here for uh, Washington uh, and Skinner, but it's Lindgren, Charlie Lindgren confirmed uh, in net for the uh, Washington Capitals in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Edmonton, Washington. Yeah, like I said, these are two teams that are just kind of hard to read right now for different reasons. You know, Edmonton, we know the talent they have, but the struggles they've been going through. Washington, where they just looked like they were going to just be complete crap early. And then now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, they're, they're playing competitive hockey. You know, we talk about, you know, the, the impact of Spencer Carberry and how this team's really kind of playing with a bit more motivation. They just aren't good. So when you have that kind of, of a cross up here and, like I said, earlier start, which I – it's kind of hard because, you know, Edmonton's not a team that plays a lot of these early games. Washington used to play a ton of day games, not so much nowadays. So you just kind of wonder where, uh, you know, the, the body is going to be on, for both ends on that. So this is what I'm probably going to just completely pass. All right. Nothing wrong with that pass here for Alex in this one. You know, as far as uh, any props here, you're right. Strom's been on fire. Strom's been great. Wilson's been great. You know, it's funny. Ovechkin's been uh, quiet. So throughout this five-game win streak, Alex Ovechkin, you know, he's had the two-goal game against the Islanders, but really outside of that, it's been a pretty quiet stretch for him. So the fact they're winning with Alex Ovechkin, and this is actually, I don't want to disparage the man. He's going to be an all-time goal scorer. He's still going to probably beat Wayne's record. But this is the first time where I've seen some age creep into Ovechkin a little bit this year, like a little age, a little wear and tear, you know, just not quite finishing at the rate we're accustomed to from him. I find he's missing the net more often than I've ever seen him before. Just, you know, the scope on his rifle needs adjusting is what I'm trying to say about uh, Ovechkin. Sometimes that's going to happen when you played this long and you've had this many years under your belt. You know, you're eventually going to lose that timing just a little bit. And maybe we're starting to see a little sign of that from OV. And I'll mention it tomorrow or Sunday, but he had a really interesting quote talking about him and Sidney Crosby and veterans and how he feels the league are perceiving some of these veterans. And I think this trickles down to a lot of other things that we've seen, some unfortunate events like Milan Lucic, possibly some things with Corey Perry. I've just been noticing a lot of weird things involving veterans in the last week and a half. And when I saw that quote last night, I'll talk, like I said, more about it when we have time tomorrow or Sunday. It it, kind of made me think about something. So that's something I'm going to table for the weekend. There you go. Yeah, and Lucic's case is heinous, despicable, unacceptable things. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Right. A lot of, yeah. but, a lot but of there's a lot. Things. There's a lot of veteran stuff going on, and I think there might be something related to what what Obi said. So. I think there could be, uh, no doubt. Maybe there's something to it, and he, he sees something that. Uh, and I like what he said too. Him and Crosby, you know, we put the league back on the map, uh, essentially, right. uh, all those years ago, which is true. I mean, they came in at the right time, and the and the lockout finished. And they were a big part of them getting the league back on the tracks again a little bit. 
no question about that. So we, there is some truth to what he was saying there, uh, no doubt. All right, Montreal Canadiens, San Jose Sharks. We've got Montreal minus 145, uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total. So this has gone up a little bit. I got minus 135 on Montreal. And do you know what the reason behind me actually placing that bet was? This is as cheap a price as we'll ever get to fade San Jose this year, probably, or one of the cheaper prices, which is true. I mean, how many te- how many times is San Jose only going to be a plus 125 underdog uh, this season? Uh, and I just felt any team in the league is worth a bet when they're laying less than minus 150 uh, against this San Jose Sharks team. So for that reason, I took Montreal. I also took their team total over three and a half at plus money too, plus 115, plus 110 uh, here uh, in this game. I definitely like that quite a bit. Uh, As far as uh, this matchup goes, Caden Primo, be careful with uh, Primo. Primo played pretty uh, solid uh, the last uh, couple times we've seen him. Now his numbers still aren't great, but I remember that last game. Well, it was the game against Vegas. He started off red hot. He gave up six. But, man, it could have been worse if not for him in that first period. It was one of those games where it shows he gives up six, but he also um, kept them in it in the first period. Uh, and he's kind of auditioning for either being – because everyone – Edmonton apparently is inquiring on goaltending everywhere, everywhere, including Montreal, because Montreal's got three goalies, and Montreal's not going to keep three goalies for much longer. Sam Montembeau. Caden Primo, Jake Allen. Okay, they're just not going to keep all three guys much longer. Edmonton has definitely been talking with Montreal about taking one of their goaltenders. Question is, which one? And I've heard Edmonton's interested in Caden Primo. You know, so uh, this could be like a little audition for him here uh, as well to show what he can do. And uh, like I say, his numbers still, he's got to get better, more consistent. Uh, But, you know, that shows you how desperate they are where uh, Caden Primo's the answer. So the, the, the stop the bleeding look that Edmonton's, uh, looking into as far as the, their goaltending woes. Uh, but for me here, like I said, this is as cheap a price as you'll ever get to go against San Jose. I couldn't pass it up, but I like the team total as well for Montreal here. Uh, Alex, Canadians, Sharks. Yeah, the biggest laugh I had yesterday for Thanksgiving was uh, they said the three potential goalies that could land in Edmonton, and it was Caden Primo, Peter Morazic and Matt Tompkins, who was waived by Tampa Bay. And I, I just, I busted out laughing for about a good five wow. minutes because, yeah, you're screwed. If those are your three saviors, potentially, you're in trouble. So, with that being said, yeah, this definitely does seem like it's a showcase game for Primo. And this is the cheapest price you're going to get for quite a while against San Jose. So, it makes sense to take Montreal, but I'm not, I'm not betting this game. Yeah, I get it. Montreal's no, uh, is, uh, you know, great, spectacular, you know, red hot team right now either uh no doubt about that and uh we've seen san jose actually win a couple home games so and they are off an embarrassing loss in seattle you'd expect the sharks to have a better effort but like i said it's all about price (laughs) and this is as good a price as you'll see to fade san jose now we'll not see them we'll not see the opponent below minus 150 very often this year uh, against san jose so that's why i couldn't uh pass that up all right next up we've got la and anaheim uh, there it is, the battle on uh, I-9, I, I I-4, something like that. Uh, the Kings and the Ducks, Kings minus 200 road favorites, six the total. Um, so me and uh, Anaheim, we've, we're on a, we're on a, you know, it's like a divorce, married couple and they split up. They're not divorced, but they're separated, you know, and that's me with the Anaheim Ducks right now. We're separated. We're, we're, we're just, we're just taking some time away from each other. We're, you know, we're getting some time apart from each other right now. 
Uh, that's how I'm approaching things with Anaheim. I'm not betting on them. I'm not betting against them uh, right now because they're, they are in a little bit of a tailspin. Their first major skid of the year, uh, Anaheim, losing, of course, to Montreal the other night. And at the same time, I have zero interest going against the Los Angeles Kings on the road. I mean, they are 8-0 on the road. They've played great. They're really playing good hockey right now. Uh, so for me, there's a pass, side in total. Alex, Kings, Ducks. I believe with the draw here, because uh, like I said, it's just, you know, always kind of a tight battle between these two two rivals. They don't like each other. So that's the only thing I would lean at. But like I said, yeah, I can't really back on Anaheim right now. This is their kind of skid. I do think Anaheim's going to come back and, and, and still play well. I think Anaheim, definitely a team that would probably need to make a move. Do you, do you feel like that way? I think now that they realize, hey, we're not going to be at the bottom. We're not going more than likely not going to be a lottery team. I think now they're realizing, okay, we got to make some moves and make this team a little bit better for the, for the here and now. So I think that's what I'm kind of waiting for. I'm waiting for things to shift kind of in the same way with like Edmonton and some of these other teams. We're waiting for things to kind of, you know, settle in and, and the trades to be made before we can really get a full field. That's kind of where I am on Anaheim. I like Anaheim. I, you know, I have the ticket on them to make the playoffs. I still think they're a good team, but I think they're, they're needing to, you know, now realize, Hey, we're not going to be dog shit. We got to actually, you know, get this team yeah. and make them a little bit better. And they got to make those moves. So until they do that, I'm going to be a little bullish on Anaheim as well. Yeah. That's a Pat for beat decision. You know, where, where are you at? Do you, do you, do you still think you are in the early part of your rebuild and you're not going to push the envelope if, you know, things continue to go south and not make improvements, even though you might be flirting with a playoff spot? Or do you say, no, we're ready to try to push for a playoff spot now and we'll try to do something to make uh, improvements, but there'll be minor improvements because he's not going to obviously trade away. Now they have a huge prospect covered. It's sickening yes. how good the prospect Olin Zellweger, wait till he gets to this team. And there's so many really good prospects that are waiting in the wings here for this uh, Anaheim team. So he's got assets. He's got commodities that other teams would love. There's no question, but you don't want to, you still got to have your long-term eyes on the prize and that's yeah. getting this team to be a consistent winner and perennial contender, not necessarily this year, but two years, three years from now, that's still the goal. I'll say this as of right now, November 24th, 2023, the Anaheim ducks are further along in their rebuild. The Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they are uh, no question about that. Skis picks saying this is the day that the Kings lose their first road game so taking anaheim there uh in this worth a shot worth a shot price wise yeah yeah i mean la is too good on the road but and i'm struggling but you're right that's just for me uh i just i know the moment i bet against anaheim they'll win so i I just don't want to put myself in that spot so that's why it's a pass for me uh in this one uh pittsburgh and buffalo now the rest of the games by the way are at night okay that was the final afternoon game la anaheim the rest of them are at night the final seven games of this card uh, Penguins and Sabres, we've got Pittsburgh minus 130, uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, who was a surprise returner from the injured list uh, in Pittsburgh's last game against Vegas, or two games ago against Vegas, and he had a great performance, 38 save shutout and a 3-0 Vegas win. Uh, Jari got the start against the Rangers, that one nothing loss, but they go back to Nedeljkovic tonight. Now, how do we feel about Nedeljkovic? Is that, okay, ready to go again, back on the beam, ready to show that more the Carolina goalie that he was as opposed to the Detroit goalie that he was? Or do you have to see more? I have to see more, personally, uh, when it comes to Alex Nadelkovich, uh, as far as keeping the puck out of the net. Great performance against Vegas, make no mistake about it. But 
you know, stringing two good performances in a row together. That's the question. It is still a banged up Penguins team. Brian Rust, uh, Ricard Raquel, Chad Ruedel, uh, all out for them. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, withstand, uh, you know, push on through with those uh, injuries. Buffalo coming off just a heartbreaking loss to Washington where they had a 3-2 lead, uh, 3-3 tie late in the game, and then 4-3 in overtime. That's what I like here more than anything is over 6.5. Nothing on the side for me. Not on Pittsburgh. I'm not on Buffalo uh, either. Uh, I do like over 6.5 a little bit. And as far as props go uh, in this game, there are a couple that do stand out uh, in that regard. Uh, First of all, for the uh, Sabres, it's uh, J.J. Paterka, Dylan Cousins, and maybe Zach Benson, too. Those three guys. Zach Benson with a as, as beautiful a first-ever NHL goal as you could have the other night with the between-the-legs roof job uh, against Washington. What an incredible goal to get your first uh, in the NHL. Uh, but J.J. Paterka has been great. He has points in uh, four straight games, two goals during that span, scored in the last game. Uh, Dylan Cousins uh, got back on track with a goal the last game. And, of course, maybe Zach Benson finally gets the monkey off his back that that first goal, and he's playing on the second line. Maybe the floodgates start to open. And then for uh, Pittsburgh, how do you not at this point maybe look at, uh, especially off back-to-back games where he did not get a point, but he had been on fire really for a bunch of games before that. Uh, Sid the kid, he's not the kid anymore, but we still call him that, maybe over one and a half points uh, in this game for the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. I think he's had pretty good success against the Sabres too. If I'm not mistaken, pretty damn sure Sidney Crosby's done really well and production wise against this Buffalo team. So uh, Sidney Crosby, as far as I'm concerned, over one and a half points, especially in a game where he's been held off the score sheet uh, in a game after he's been held off the score sheet and back to back games. Probably a good look as well. Uh, What do you think here in this one, Alex? Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Yeah, you mentioned about Crosby's numbers in Buffalo, 27 goals, 54 assists in 57 games uh, wow. against the Sabres. Yeah. <laughs> very, very well uh, against them. They, it seems like these teams played a lot over the years, too, despite never being division rivals. It seems like how many times you, you know, turned to NBC Sports Network during the 2010s and see Pittsburgh and Buffalo? Like that, yeah. that just always seemed right. to be – if they weren't playing Washington, they were playing Buffalo, it kind of felt like. So, yeah, he's had great success. This is a game that I'll be watching and uh, looking for some live spots on, looking for a live full game over, live first period over, just trying to get some better numbers with this one. And this being the start of the TNT doubleheader, I think we could see a little bit of money and movement uh, on this game. That's something I've been trying to track a little more too. How are the live lines moving on nationally televised games as opposed to just locally televised games? So uh, that's something I'm going to be looking at. But I'm thinking we can get – a good price and number of both first period and full game overs. In this one. All right, there you go. Looking at live numbers, Alex, in this one for first period and full game over with the uh, Penguins and the uh, Sabres. All right, next game up, it is the uh, New York Islanders and the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa minus 130, home favorites, six the total uh, here in this game. Um, Islanders, uh, obviously they've had their struggles, but they've now won two in a row. Are they putting things together slowly? Well, they beat Calgary at the end of the road trip, come back home. Usually a tough spot, but they found a way to get it done against the Philadelphia Flyers uh, the other night. So we'll see if they can uh, keep it going here. Now, the concern for Ottawa is it's your first game back in North America after the Sweden trip. Uh, That being said, you've had a lot of time following that Sweden trip. A lot of time to get yourself reacclimated from that experience. I, I just think the price is a little cheap here on Ottawa, believe it or not, at home uh, in this game. So did take Ottawa here, minus 130 
uh, in this game. Uh, that's it. Just uh, Senators money line minus 130. Uh, they beat the Islanders at home last year, the last time these two teams played. I think the Islanders, you know, let's get not get too ahead of ourselves with barely beating Calgary, who've been up and down like a yo-yo uh, on the weekend at the end of that trip, which was a disaster. And let's not get too crazy about them narrowly beating the Flyers, you know, which, you know, I know Philly's been playing better lately, but it's not going to continue indefinitely. This is going to be a better test here for uh, the Islanders. I think the price is short enough, cheap enough for me to get involved here. Ottawa, minus 130. Alex, uh, Islanders, Senators. Yeah, I'm going to lay the 130 as well, the Sens, and I'm even going to take a shot at the first period puck line. You can get plus 162, laying the half a goal over at Caesars. Uh, if we had to give a title or say there was a winner of, of the Global Series, right, I think it would be the Ottawa Senators. You know, he said having a Daniel Alberton behind the bench in the two games, getting two wins, two spirited wins, right? And in different fashions, they were able to grind out a win against Minnesota, had to go back and forth with uh, Detroit to start that trip. And, you know, a lot of the, the things I was hearing from other players watching shows, even we talked about it in the chat, the camaraderie that can come from a trip like that. And I think Ottawa was a team that was in that spot where I think the most positivity from that trip would come out of. Minnesota losing too. I mean, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Toronto just still seems to be Toronto. Detroit just still kind of seems to be Detroit. But I think Ottawa is going to stay. I think we're going to see more of a positive boost from the Sens from that trip than any of those four teams. So for that reason, I'm laying the 130, and I'm also taking a shot at the first period puck line. That is going to be first period puck line and Ottawa uh, here, minus 130 uh, in this game. Uh, as far as, and that was a, a very, very ex, uh, good trip uh, in Sweden for Ottawa. They get uh, 2-0. and They get all four points uh, in those games. So really well done uh, by them. Uh, as far as uh, props for me uh, in this game, obviously the, the one that stands out for me right now, uh, and you could probably go with an over one and a half points, that's how good he's been, is Timmy Stutzla. Just absolutely ridiculous. That goal he scored, baseball bat style, hitting a home run, walk-off home run, it felt like. Uh, against Detroit, first of the two games over there in uh, Sweden, just uh, sensational, no question. So, uh, yeah, Ottawa, I like them here. Stutzla over one and a half points. I do, I do think that's probably worth a look here as well. How about the red hot Winnipeg Jets? They just keep on winning. What a run they put together! Great game here, Winnipeg and Florida. Florida minus one thirty-five home favorite, six and a half the total. Florida, good home team this year, albeit they lost their last home game against Boston on TNT uh, on Wednesday night, uh, but still seven and two at home. But this Jets team, they're playing really well. Uh, four straight wins, seven and one in their last eight games. You know, they've uh, beaten Tampa Bay in overtime the other night, three, two uh, for their fourth straight win. The offense is clicking. And what's scary about the Jets is Kyle connor has been amazing and uh, Mark Shifley scoring and Cole Perfetti, who we've talked about for player props has been outstanding lately. Wait till they get Gabe Velarde back another weapon. Uh, he's, he's just on the verge of returning from injury uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. So this is absolutely looking good for them as far as offense. Like they are certainly uh, a very good offensive team right now. Uh, Bobrovsky confirmed in net. We don't have a goalie confirmed for Winnipeg yet. And the longer this goes, the longer I start to think maybe Laurent Brossois might get this start tonight. I'm not saying he will, but maybe a rest spot for Hellebuck, who has played a lot lately. But I do like the over regardless uh, here in this game at six and a half. And if you look at Winnipeg versus Florida, it's been an over, over machine type of series. Go back to 2019, Alex. What have we seen? 
435361525464. I mean, it's just been goal paloozas repeatedly with these two teams. So for me, it's over six and a half. If Hellebuck's in, I'll, I might even add Winnipeg plus 115. If Hellebuck's in, I'll probably just stick with the over if it's Brossois uh, in that for the Jets. What do you think here, Alex? Winnipeg, Florida. So, yeah, if it's Brossois in that, and I like the first period over in this game, I'm going to go over two at plus money if it's Brossois. If it's uh, Hellebuck, I'm going to wait and try and grab one and a half at a better price uh, in game. So that's the, that's the way I'm looking at this. Like I said, Winnipeg playing good hockey. Uh, but like I said, these have been back and forth kind of battles uh, with goals. So, it, you know, this is definitely one you might want to kind of wait and see as far as even with a side. I, I, I lean with Winnipeg, but maybe Florida jumps out to an early lead and we get an even bigger plus price on Winnipeg and jump in. So this will definitely be a live game to be one I'll be watching close. By the way, fast start for the New York Rangers. Holy shit, 2 nothing right now for the uh, New York Rangers early. Uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Like, holy shit, we're not even two, two minutes into that game yet. Yep, unbelievable start for the uh, – well, not unbelievable. They're playing great hockey, the Rangers, but not a good That's start for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, that Flyers win streak, it's starting to look like a distant memory. They lose to the Islanders to snap the streak and now down two Cobb before you could even sit down and uh, get comfortable uh, if you're tuning into that game. Uh, no doubt. So, yeah, absolutely the Jets uh, are – Potential for me if Hellebuck's in, but I like the over as well. And Alex liking that first period over uh, in this one. And then as far as props, like I, it's basically Connor, Shifley, and Perfetti. I just stay keep circulating around those three as far as player props go for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. You could even go with a Josh Morrissey because Josh Morrissey is starting to really get that point production cranked up again. Uh, he has scored multi-points in three of the last four games. So you talk about a little bargain bin here, Alex, for – over one and a half points on the defenseman for Winnipeg, Josh Morrissey. Uh, actually, you know, him just to get a point, never mind one and a half. Him just to get a point is minus 120. One and a half points is plus 320. And this is a guy, Josh Morrissey, that has two plus points in three of the last four games for the Jets. So that's a really good bargain bin there. You could go with the point, but you could go over one and a half at plus 320. That might be even worth a shot with what we've seen from him of late. All right, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, division rivalry here with these two teams. Uh, we've got Carolina, uh, minus 160. Uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half, the uh, total in this game. Uh, it's come down a little bit, uh, this uh, total, or the, the, the number, I should say. Uh, it was minus 170. It's down to minus 160 now uh, on the uh, Carolina side in this or this one. You know, I actually think, and I don't do this very often. I know it's Carolina at home. They're really, really good. But I kind of felt with them, with Tampa Bay off the loss to Winnipeg the other night, the fact they were at hosting Carolina recently and they got shut out in in Tampa for nothing. I did grab for a small piece here, little Tampa Bay at plus one, plus 156 I actually got with uh, Tampa Bay uh, at Pinnacle. How often do we get Tampa Bay in this kind of price range? Not very often. Not at all. And I know their road issues. We've talked about it. They haven't been great on the road. And Carolina's been awesome at home. So if you buy into home versus road, maybe you see why Carolina's favored here, minus 170. But I just feel in this spot, you know, it's going to be a situation where Tampa's off a loss. Tampa got shut out by Carolina. Tampa Bay actually won their last regular season visit to Carolina last year. So 
Uh, I do like that. And by the way, I'm just seeing it now. I wasn't sure. And I didn't know Vasilevsky. This was going to be a bet for me, even if Vasilevsky wasn't back. But he is back. It is confirmed. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, season debut uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, here in this game uh, tonight. So welcome back, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, he will be in net for the uh, Lightning. Uh, Antti Ranta is projected, although not confirmed. Remember, he left the Edmonton game the other night due to injury, and Pyotr Kochetkov had to finish the game. Lower body injury for Ranta, but it didn't seem severe. Rod Brindamore left the door open for Ranta to be back to tonight uh, in this game. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, right now, uh, as of this moment, I would I still like Tampa here, plus and like it even more, obviously, when they've got – uh, Andre Vasilevsky back uh, in that. But yeah, plus 150. I think it's a good number, good price, good spot. And you know that team is going to have adrenaline flowing through their veins, knowing that uh, Andre Vasilevsky is going to be back and making his season debut uh, for the Lightning tonight. So yeah, Tampa, the big plus price for me. What do you think here, Alex? Bolts, yeah. Canes. So yeah, uh, Va- uh, well, Vasilevsky back in. But yeah, Ronta is confirmed. He was in working in the net today. With Carolina, so that was a tweet that I saw. So he's he is good to go. But Vasilevsky making his return, and I don't. You guys probably don't remember me saying this. It was back in October. But I said the first game that he plays, we're gonna take it a little easy because we got to see how he responds. He hasn't played. He hasn't had any training camp time. He hasn't had any work in Syracuse. He's just been practicing with the team. Uh, the last home stand, and now on this road trip, the beginning of, of this three game road trip. So I'm taking a shot with the first period over small. And this is definitely going to be a game where I'll be trying maybe looking grabbing a live over because I think we're going to see these numbers go down even from now to puck drop because of Vasilevsky being in. We're probably going to see that total number go down on, on the first period and full game. So if it does, I'll tweet it out. I might even grab first period uh, over before the game uh, if we've seen those adjustments. Once people realize that it's Vasilevsky starting and we see those numbers creep up. If you like plus 150, I'd probably advise grabbing that as soon as possible because that might end up closing around 130, 135, right? Like that's just the natural progression of Vasilevsky. Once everybody realizes he's in, everything's going to start shifting Tampa's way. So grab whatever value you can with the Lightning now if that's the side you like. Uh, otherwise, you can try and wait for certain things in-game or, or just, just kind of pass it on. I also like the draw here. Plus three, these teams always play each other tight. I was always kind of have at least a little piece of the draw whenever these two play. Yeah, I, I actually might add a little bit on the draw too, but I do think, yeah, the Lightning uh, definitely potentially live at this price. I mean, Carolina's been tough to beat at home, make no mistake about that, but uh, definitely um, this is, I think, a spot where Tampa Bay, especially when they just got shut out by Carolina at home recently, that you could see them obviously have a, a better um, showing of it here. Uh, in this game on the road against Carolina. Like I said, they'll be fired up uh, here. Yeah, Detroit with the first goal against uh, Boston. So, uh, And I think Alex liked the first period both teams to score, right? Red yeah, Wings, and Bruins. first period over, yeah, so we need we need a B's goal. Match All right, good stuff. Might be uh, looking like a good call there for Alex with uh, those two, but uh, still need some work to be done there in that one. All right, Calgary-Dallas. We've got Calgary, or Dallas, rather, minus 180 uh, home favorites here in this game, six being the uh, total in this game. And, um, you know, you look at Dallas, obviously, uh, coming off the loss against Vegas. Really good hockey game. Usually is with those two teams. Uh, They lose 2-1 in overtime against the Golden Knights. They'll be looking to uh, bounce back here, back home against Calgary, who lose 4-2 against the uh, Nashville Predators uh, the other night. uh, As they uh, go 1-1 to start this road trip, they won in uh, overtime 
against Seattle, and then they lose 4-2 uh, against uh, Calgary or Nashville, rather. Uh, and you look, by the way, at this uh, series history. This is another one where you just can't explain it. Uh, but there has been goals galore, four straight overs in the head-to-head series history. So there's, uh, I like the draw a little bit here, too. I think it's going to be one of those tight games, uh, the draw a little bit. But this, if you're wondering which game I was talking about earlier, this is the game where I said if Alex B. Smith's not on the first period over in this game, I would be absolutely shocked because Calgary is this first period over machine right now. I mean, we're seeing the first periods explode, really, for the Calgary Flames. Uh, in recent games. Look at how perfectly Alex had that Nashville game the other night. All the scoring was in the uh, the first period. There was nothing in the second period. Uh, it did get going again in the third, but there was an explosion in the first period there. It was a 2-1 first with Calgary-Nashville. It was a 2-1 first period with Calgary-Seattle. It was a 1-1 uh, first with the Islanders and the Flames. I mean, it's been 1-1 with Vancouver-Calgary after the first period. I mean, you go on and on and on. It's been first period's where the scoring's been off the charts in these Calgary Flames games uh, recently. So this is the one, Alex. Tell me you're on the first period over. I indeed am. I got first period over one and a half, minus 135. Uh, like I said, Calgary's been on a hot run. And Dallas has just been kind of, you know, ho-hum at times early. You know, Jake Odinger, as much as I like him, and I think he's still a phenomenal goalie, but he's susceptible to giving up that early goal, you know, the first couple of shots, kind of kind of in the vein of a Jacob Markstrom at times. So, uh, someone saying that, ironically enough, playing against the, the Markstrom team, the Flames. I could definitely see this one going over in the first period. Three of the last four meetings have gone well over in the first as well. So that's the uh, that's really the only thing I like here. Draw, I could kind of lean with because Calgary and Dallas do normally play tight. You know, think about that playoff series a couple of years ago. That kind of intensity is always kind of carried over still when they played. So I uh, definitely could see this being a bit spirited. So I might dive in a little bit more in-game, but as far as pregame goes, you called it first period over. There we go. See, I know what I, I, we, we've worked together long enough where we know what yeah. we like. We know our tendencies. <laughs> and, uh, plus, I know he's been on the Calgary first period overs a yeah. lot lately as well. So I said, to, then I saw the series history and I saw the way Calgary's been a lot of goals in the first 20 minutes uh, of their games lately. So it's pretty easy. You're not splitting the atom, figuring out Alex like first period over here uh, in this game. But uh, definitely I was able to uh, anyway. Uh, as far as uh, props go for uh, this game, um, because I do think we'll see some. Uh, certainly offensive uh, production. You know, uh, we've talked about the ones that have been really uh, chipping in lately for the uh, Stars. Matt Duchesne is right up there. Uh, he's been a point and goal a machine lately for the uh, Dallas Stars. Same with Marchment. Marchment to get a point, a goal, and assist. Any props for Marchment makes sense. He's really, And he's moved up the lineup. And I remember Kyle Bond, our good friend of the show, uh, He they were both in the Marlies organization for a bit at the same time in the AHL. So uh, he knows Marchment well. It's a buddy of his. So, uh, Mason Marchment, we'll see if uh, it's the Kyle Bond special. I'm going to start saying that with uh, <laughs> Mason uh, Marchment. Uh, but, yeah, he's been playing well, and he's been bumped up the lineup by Peter DeBoer, and deservingly so. And I think he's played uh, pretty well uh, for them as of late. Uh, as far as goaltending, uh, I believe it's Markstrom and Ottinger, but we don't have a confirmation yet uh, with either one. All right, next game in Alex's backyard, Colorado and Minnesota. Uh, we've got Colorado minus 130. Uh, road favorites in this one, uh, the total six and a half. Uh, there's a lot of crazy rampant, you know, speculation. Nathan McKinnon's status because he left the uh, last game uh, due to injury. Uh, it looks like as of uh, right now, uh, he is in. 
uh, for uh, Colorado. There's been there's talk he was out, but he looks like he's good to go with that foot injury he suffered the other night. So he's in. Logan O'Connor's day-to-day. Sam Girard is out. And then no status quo on everything else. We already knew Landeskog and uh, who's out the whole year and Lekkonen are, are still on the injured list for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I still think this price is cheap, quite honestly, uh, on Colorado. Uh, Minnesota just struggling to win games. Not a whole lot of confidence right now uh, for this hockey team. Uh, yes, they have a lot of time to reacclimate to the North American, uh, you know, travel back from Sweden and the uh, time zone change. But they're just not a confident bunch. They've lost five straight. They did actually have decent effort in the two losses in Sweden. Like they got a point. They got to overtime against both Toronto and Ottawa. But the fact remains they are having a tough time uh, winning games right now. So we'll see how uh, this one goes. But, you know, Colorado's got that sense to me with what we've seen. Other than the Nashville game where they fell asleep, shockingly, in the final minute and they blew the lead in that game and lost. Other than that, this team is really starting to show they're putting it together. You know, they beat up Anaheim. They beat up Seattle. They beat a good Dallas team, come back after a bad start. They beat Vancouver. Very good performance against the Canucks team that's played well this year, 5-2. They really look like they're getting their game together. Price looks cheap with two teams going in opposite directions right now. So for me, Colorado minus 130. Over 6.5 I like here uh, in this game as well. We should see a Georgiev versus Gustafson matchup. Georgiev's been hit or miss, and Gustafson's been awful. Uh, this year for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So uh, over six and a half for me, I like. And you talk about my favorite point prop of the day. It It, it is. It comes from this game. And uh, it is our guy, Big Val Nachushkin, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. You can take goal prop. You can take assist prop. And even more than that, take over one and a half points at plus 240 for Big Val Nachushkin here wow. in this game. He is on absolute fire. He is on a tear of epic proportions right now for the uh, Colorado avalanche. How often can you bet a player prop over one and a half points plus two forty for a guy that has two points in four straight games, four straight games with two points in each game, uh, each of the last four games, he's got two points, big Val Nachushkin uh, for the Colorado avalanche. So that is, that's, that's my favorite player prop of the entire day. Uh, it's Valerie Nachushkin over one and a half points at a spectacular plus 240 price uh, for a guy that's had multi-point games now in four straight uh, for the Avalanche. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Avs wild. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I'm telling you on that. That's, uh, that's a great find and great value, like I said, on a player who's been scorching hot. And, you know, it's a Minnesota team, like I said, of, of teams that looked good coming back, or, or I think going to look good coming back from Sweden, I would say Minnesota's at the bottom of that list. Uh, 0-2. And now you come home. They always play at home on Black Friday. They usually play in early evening or even afternoon games. So I find it interesting. This is the TNT spot. They're getting the later start against Colorado. I don't know if that's going to make too much of a difference. Like I said, Avalanche, I like the the form that they're in right now. I think this is a cheap price to back them. I think this is a cheap price to fade Minnesota as well. You're not going to be if you, as Minnesota gets worse and worse over time. Those 130s aren't going to be there. It's going to be 150, 160 to fade uh minnesota so i'm taking the value here with the avalanche laying the 130 also going to tell you on that big val prop and uh, also looking at first period and full game overs in game uh so i want to get five and a half i'm going to get one and a half with the plus money i think we'll have time to do that uh, oh i should point out i just realized that this is a tnt game uh colorado and uh, minnesota they have a they have a black friday du- uh, double header tonight nhl so bonus 
uh, NHL on TNT doubleheader night here uh, tonight. This follows, I believe, I think Pittsburgh. Pens and Sabres. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, which is an early evening. Pittsburgh. It's like a 6 p.m. Eastern start with that that Pens uh, Sabres game. So remember, realize that's for the West Coast people, that's kind of a daytime start. There we go. Good stuff indeed. And I believe we're going to get to here, and I've, I've missed him doing hockey. He's everywhere. Like he's doing college basketball lately. I saw him do a game with Bill Raftery, college basketball, college football. He's done this year, but I've missed him doing hockey. It'll be nice to hear he's doing play-by-play for TNT for this game. Alex Faust uh, will be doing uh, this game. So I've missed him. He was good with the Kings. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. very unfortunate what happened with him there. When they migrated to TV and radio, he bit the bullet for that, uh, essentially. Uh, But, uh, yeah, good to hear him doing a hockey game tonight. He'll be on the call for TNT with Colorado and uh, Minnesota. Um, So, yeah, uh, like in uh, Colorado, over six and a half. But, you know what, to be honest with you, I would say the Nachushkin over one and a half points. I like that even more than the money line on Colorado or the over in this game. I think yeah. that's just spectacular. Plus two four, plus two seventy five at Cool Bet. Good, good find. I don't often. I, I have an account there. I haven't used it too often, but I have to get that dormant account going again. Raymond, uh, great find there with that plus two seventy five price there, uh, over one and a half points for. Uh, Valerie and maybe the last bet you make there if you hit that one. Yeah. Might have to abandon ship and yeah, I'll probably get locked out of the account if that one gets uh, knowing yeah. the way it goes sometimes. If they're gonna start treating me at cool bet like they treated Alex P. Smith at Bet Online oh a couple of times, then yeah. Might be that in some trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, might be in some trouble, no doubt. Uh, all right, we have reached the end of the road here. Our final game now of this massive Black Friday NHL slate. We've got Vancouver and Seattle. Uh, we've got uh, the Canucks here, uh, minus 115 road favorites, uh, six and a half the total. For as much as I've praised the Canucks as much as Alex has, I feel a little unsettled backing them here. I do. I feel like they're starting to show signs of not coming back down to earth. Like they're not going to fall apart. At least I don't think so. But they have lost three or four now. You know, it's, you know, you're starting to see they're leveling off a little bit. They're not scoring at the clip that they did for first month of the season. Eventually, guys like, you know, if for as great as they've been, Pedersen, Besser, um, Miller, you know, they're all going to cool off. Maybe not Miller. Miller did score the other night again. But, you know, at some point, they're going to cool off a little bit. So uh, I feel like this is a very cheap price on a Vancouver team in a revenge spot, too, because they lost at home uh, against Seattle just recently in the recent meeting. So they'll be looking to bounce back. And they're off a loss against Colorado. I expect a good effort from Vancouver. But Dare I say it, Seattle showing some real signs of life and getting their season back together again, because I like what I see from the Kraken. They're starting to score again. They're getting multiple. Uh, Jordan Eberle is starting to get his confidence back. Uh, Jared McCann went through a little rough patch. He's starting to percolate again for the uh, Kraken. Ellie Tolvanen is giving them some depth scoring right now. Uh, And Seattle's won three of their last four. Islanders, Vancouver. San Jose and probably should have beat Calgary. Uh, I thought they were the better team in that game, but they ended up losing in overtime. So they're that close to being four and zero in their last four games, Seattle. So they're starting to play better. It's a really good game. This is one where I might look at a both teams to score in the first period. Uh, I think that might be worth a look in this game. Uh, not, not so much the full game total. I could see it slowing down, but uh, the first period, both teams to score. I am a little bit interested in that. It is worth noting Seattle has gotten the better uh, of Vancouver in this border rivalry, uh, if you will, the last uh, three meetings, all won by Seattle, including the last time they played here at Climate Pledge, 6-1 to one, Seattle back in January. So 
it kind of feels like I'm closing in on doing what I'm doing with Anaheim right now with this Vancouver team where I lean Canucks here, but I might just be a separation for now, you know, as they go through this first little speed bump, if you will, uh, this season. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Uh, Canucks, Kraken. You mentioned it about, like I said, you know, what I said with, with Anaheim, Nelly, and it's not so much that these teams, like I said, they're going to go through their ebbs and flows, but you got to realize, too, we've said this, the Pacific Division's good this year. So Vancouver, Seattle, LA, Anaheim, those are going to be tight, tough games. Nothing's going to be a, a duck walk for any of the teams in the Pacific moving forward because you've got, uh, you know, just a, a much more competitive group than what we expected at the beginning of the year. It's certainly anything that we saw last year. So that's something to take in mind when you talk about, you know, streaks with teams like Vancouver and Anaheim. I think this is going to be a good back and forth battle. I'll be watching this. More than likely staying out of it, uh, like I said, because I want to see where how Vancouver responds after being punched in the mouth a couple of times. I also am waiting for Seattle to finally break out and be the team that I was hoping they'd be uh, at the beginning of the year. I may be waiting forever for that. So uh, I definitely want to watch and see this one, but it's a, it's a pass for me. All right, it's a pass for uh, Alex in this one. Uh, yeah, as far as uh, the prop market goes uh, for this game, I mean, we talked about Beneers, Eberly, and McCann. Those guys, you know, they've got to get going. Eberly's starting to get going. McCann as well. And and even Maddie Beneers. Uh, Maddie Beneers, you know, didn't have a great October. But you look at him in the last few games, it's been better from him. So that's good to see. If you're going to get three points from Ellie Tolvanen, and he might be someone to look at down the board here. Not only goal prop, but assist prop, point prop, anything you can find. Ellie Tolvanen has six points uh, in the last five games uh, for the uh, crack. And for Vancouver, I mean, it's the obvious choice. It's JT, JT Miller is just uh, incredible right now, just as far as his. He's a good over one and a half points candidate tonight for sure. Quinn Hughes might be as well. After the loss against uh, Colorado, I could see him bouncing back. Miller's been a point machine. I think he's on a crazy point streak now uh, of, wow, this point streak for him is really it's a long one. I think it's nine games now with a point streak for nine game point streak for JT Miller. Uh, Quinn Hughes is on an incredible nine game point streak as well. Uh, he's had a couple multi point games. His goal prop continues to be worth a look. Three of the last five, he's found the back of the net, and you can get usually plus 400 uh, for him to score a goal right now. So, uh, definitely some value there as far as uh, those Canuck props with Miller and with he Quinn Hughes uh, here in this game. Great stuff. Huge card. We appreciate you guys tuning in. 173 live viewers hit the like button on the way out. We're dealing with some stuff behind the scenes with the uh, membership, so uh, we're not going to promote that for now. We'll get that ironed out hopefully very soon. But in the meantime, the Patreon page is still there, uh, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 a month. And the same stuff that's posted on the community tab, uh, you'll get there. Uh, player props card, betting card, Alex's live looks, all that, the content, the goalie charts, the power ratings, you name it, all of it there, exclusive betcast footage, and video links and of course our bonus features and bonus Q&A and bonus videos we do will be posted on the Patreon page and once again on the community tab for Ice Guys Family Plan members as well so make sure you check those out yeah definitely and also check out the Ice Guys store today it's Black Friday I know you guys are probably, I, I, yep. I've deleted I've deleted 500 emails from different companies like in the last three days it's, it's insane so everybody's got a sale going so do we Definitely check it out. 30% off of everything at the Ice Guys store. We've got Christmas stuff. We've got stuff for the summertime. We've got stuff for kids. We've got stuff for your lady. We've got stuff for you. We've got stuff for everybody. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. 30% off everything today only. There you go. And uh, absolutely check out the Ice Guys store. Great merch. It's a month before Christmas. 
that's another reason you should be checking it out and uh, getting involved. And there you go. Yeah, plus 255. You're right. Big Val Natushkin at FanDuel. Uh, great price there with uh, that. No question uh, about that. Great price, great value. All right. Uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in on this Black Friday for this edition of the show. And, of course, it's a Friday, which means it's a Beantown Friday. And, of yeah. course, we are sponsored by our good friends at Boston Hemp, Inc., giving you all the goods. Here they are. Check it out, all your CBD needs, bostonhempinc.com. Uh, make sure you check them out. Friday sponsor of the Ice Guys. Yeah, definitely. They got a big Black Friday sale going, too. Today, only 40% off. They have the coupon code uh, Black Friday. And then they've also got a bunch of different deals available, too, on the website. So when you go to bostonhempinc.com, check it out. They got a couple bunch of cool stuff i already placed two orders one last night and one this morning because things are flying off the shelves they've got all new strains all new products definitely check it out bostonhemp.com all right good stuff and you know what we talked about wednesday there'd be some crazy shit crazy results and we're seeing that early especially in boston where it's now two nothing for the uh, detroit red wings uh, in uh, that game so uh, what a start for uh, detroit and actually you know what i was thinking that that's why i said in the pit of my gut i didn't have to because of their lack of success in Boston and on the road, they've been mediocre Detroit, but I said, there's no way I'm taking Boston in this spot off the two very, very big time physical, you know, intense games against uh, uh, Tampa and Florida that I, I didn't trust Boston didn't love this spot for them. And certainly it's looking that way early Two nothing uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings here uh, early in that game, but still lots of time left and you know, Boston's never uh, out of a game. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Uh, before we uh, wrap it up, of course, as always, we've got, Best bets. And of course, first before that, bargain bin special of the night. Uh, Alex, is there anything that you are looking at here as far as bargain bin on this big Friday slate? Yes, it is. And you got to kind of hurry up and grab it because it will be going in about 20 minutes and it's with the Hawks game. I'm looking at Cole Gutman to get a goal. Wonder who the hell is Cole Gutman? Well, Cole Gutman was called up uh, one of the two guys to replace Taylor Hall. And I'll just uh, see you in the lineup. He's going to be in the second uh, power play rotation. I think he's going to be a guy, like I said, he has a ton of skill and speed. He's got some highlight reel goals uh, in Rockford going back to last year. And even the one he had this year was sensational, a a nice shootout move. He's a a solid kid to watch out for. Cole Gutman plus 700 at FanDuel to get a goal. I don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring with the Hawks uh, on that end tonight. But I think he'll be one of the guys to get one in today. So Cole Gutman's my bargain special. All right, there you go. Cole Gutman for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And, uh, a terrific price for him to find the uh, back of the net for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And you can find pl- yeah, plus 700 right now uh, at FanDuel. Uh, great price there uh, for Cole Gutman. Uh, my bargain bin special of the night for this uh, slate. Obviously, uh, there's lots to uh, choose from, uh, no doubt. Um, when you look at it here, um, 
there were a lot that I was uh, contemplating here as far as the uh, bargain bin special. You know, to be honest, if it was plus 300 or better, I would have said Nachushkin over one and a half points. I really, really like that look uh, quite a bit uh, for them here in uh, this game tonight against the uh, uh, Minnesota Wild, but obviously not getting the price uh, for that necessarily. Uh, I'm going to actually end up going back to uh, a couple of, or a player that I've been on before. Uh, I'll go back to the well with him here. Uh, even though the last two games uh, quieter, but in this matchup here against Florida, I think he's got a shot to find the back of the net. I think he did score actually in one of the previous meetings against Florida. We'll go at plus three ten. Uh, Cole Perfetti for the Winnipeg Jets, someone we've used as a bargain bin special of the night candidate before. So there you go, uh, Cole Perfetti, Winnipeg Jets plus three ten uh, for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. All right, it is time for best bets here. Uh, for this Friday show, Alex, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we got an afternoon Central Division showdown with the Predators and Blues. We're going with that first period over. I like it all the way up to uh, minus a dollar forty on the one and a half. Nashville fourteen and two to the first period over. Blues, uh, nice little run of goals in the first period, ten and two uh, in that mark. So we're gonna go with St. Louis Nashville first period over one and a half. That's my best bet for this Black Friday. All right, there you go. Nashville, St. Louis, over one and a half in the first period. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet for this Friday card, um, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it best bet. I like it that much. We're going to make that Big Val Nachushkin over one and a half points. My best bet. I love it, especially a cool bet as plus 275 uh, on that bet. It's best bet worthy, uh, in my opinion. It's not only my favorite player prop of this card. It is one of my favorite bets of the card, side, total, or player prop, or otherwise. You're talking about a player that since he's been on the top line with McKinnon and Ranton, he has been red hot. you got a Minnesota team that's given up goals. You've got a, call, uh, a Nichushkin with two points in each of the last four games uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. It is definitely, I think, a best bet caliber wager uh, on this Friday card. Valerie Nichushkin, Colorado Avalanche. Over one and a half points, plus 275 uh, for my best bet here for this Friday card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it uh, very much. And a reminder, we're on at noon Eastern again tomorrow, which is our normal Saturday time. We have a guest tomorrow, Bo Cornell, who's actually someone that fought in the Ice Wars. They did that little Ice Wars uh, thing. Yeah. And he's going to be on nice. uh, with us tomorrow. So we'll get a little thought from him when it was like being involved in that experience uh, for sure, but uh, pretty cool stuff. So he'll join us tomorrow uh, at noon Eastern uh, for the Saturday edition of the ice guys show. Thanks to everyone for joining us in the chat. A reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy all the hockey action, college football, NBA, you name it. It's a huge Saturday, Friday of sports. Enjoy it all, and good luck with your wagers. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys. Mm -hmm.